My dad fucking loves action movies. Could not care. Could not give a fuck about what the movie's about. Like he loves Expendables. He loves shit like that. He just wants to see like beefy dudes holding AKs or knives and just like ripping each other's eyeballs out. Like that's the kind of shit that gets my dad going. It's incredible, and that's probably probably why he wants to see some hard beefy dudes. Oiled up, sweaty. He just wants to see some Hasbro's. Just grinding. Yeah. Yeah. Just beating each other up. What's up, Real Critics? It's Jose here, as always, and you're listening to Everyone's a Real Critic. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. It's good to have you. Where have you been my whole life? Regardless, we welcome you with open arms here at EARC, where John and I take a look at movies that have divided critics and audiences. We give you the real critic side on the movies, that's us, and we break down some critic and audience reviews, that's you guys and some fucking critics, and we wrap it all up with our own overall score of the movie. But remember, at the end of the day, it doesn't even matter because everyone's a real critic. So let's get into it, John. My friend, my brother, my homie, my co-host. How you doing today, homie? What's up, Buttercup? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. That's cute. Thanks, man. Thanks. I appreciate it. And uh, hey, you. Yeah, you. listening right now. Thanks for letting us inside your ears. We really appreciate it. And uh, while we're here, we might as well let you know. Follow us on uh, Instagram and Twitter at EARCPod. You know, this week, I'll tell you what we're talking. We're talking about a prequel sequel. It's got a 41% critic score and an 80% audience score. And if you haven't guessed it by now, with all that information, that's okay. We're going to be talking about the 2021 film, The Kingsman. And no, that is not the title. It's a little misleading, but that is not the title of a 16th century rom-com about a king falling in love with one of his jesters. This is the third installment in the Kingsman franchise. But before we get into the King's Man, before we get into it, let us help you. All right. Let, let us help you by navigating the streams and figure out what's really good or really bad in what you watch it. How about we switch it up this time? You oh, you want me to go? Okay, all right. Yeah. Oh, wow. Let's do it. Threw me off. Well, um, know. you know, you... be on your toes. Mm, my twinkly toes. Uh, last week, uh, you or last time we were we were talking, you suggested that I check out this show called Minx. And I'm going to be honest with you. Before you told me to check it out, I saw it all the time on HBO. It was sort of on my suggested for, but sometimes those are hit, hit or miss. And this one just like... I wasn't sure. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So after your recommendation, and which is the whole point of what you're watching, I checked it out. It's really good. I'm on the finale. 
I but I can you. already tell. I can already tell. Whole thing's really good. Don't like even without seeing the last episode. Uh, we need more shows like this. Honestly, lighthearted. It's not violent. There's at least so far no murder. Like mm-hmm. we're not revolving around a murder case or anything really sketchy, like season two of The Wire where a politician is harboring dead hookers at a port like this is just really lighthearted and fun and i was like you know the the worst part about this show is that i plan on finishing it later today after we record and uh, that means i will have finished it in two days so that is the worst thing about the show (laughs) i hate when there's something that you're watching and you're loving it so much but there's just not enough for how much you love i mean there's only one season out i cannot wait for the second season, I know it got renewed for a second season, so I am ooh, that is good. So news. pumped for that! I'm so pumped for Dude, that. Dude, it's uh, I did the same thing. I binged it, and it and it was gone. You yeah, know? it was yeah. like Dylan's burger. Just um, I just housed it. Yeah, it really sucks <laughs> when there's something you like you're just really things. having a good time, and you're like, huh, well. That, you know, that and it. and the show really is so lighthearted. It's it fun. Is. There is obviously drama you know there are things like but it's but it's all based on like just a silly concept and uh what i love the most about it is like how it portrays the ridiculousness of like patriarchal yes uh, 70s like it's so ridiculous how we were treating women back then that like it's easy for us now to like see it as a punchline yeah and laugh about you know? it yeah and laugh about it and uh yeah I, I i love that show i can't wait for the next one and jake johnson is just yeah a treasure he's he's, he's money so fucking funny he's yeah. money i will say if you are one of the you know because we get them every week one of the the audience critics that is so anti-wokeism you probably won't like the show very much um yeah but other than that that one person you know that's just one person we hear you you know you love the you hate the woke but also that one person hey (laughs) if you're listening grow up (laughs) woke woke is good just just gobble it up dude no fine wake up sheep um And the second one that uh, I've sort of been watching a little bit more, re- picked it back up uh, because the the Obi-Wan show is coming out pretty soon. I picked back up Star Wars Rebels. I've watched every other show, uh, all the animated shows, obviously the movies. We've talked about that before. We could talk about that all day, too. <laughs> we could have a podcast of us just talking about Star Wars. The uh, Rebel show is up there, man. It's it's up Dude. there. I know a lot of people love Clone Wars. I think I think because there are so many shows, sometimes Rebels fall like it falls through the know, cracks. It's just like yeah, it falls through the cracks. There's so many. You finish Clone Wars, which is that is a feat to finish that show. It is. There are a lot of seasons. There are a lot of episodes. Yeah. But uh, I I really think the storyline in Rebels is great. Um, I love the ability of the people that made rebels like you're taking a fresh new cast of characters everyone's entirely mm-hmm. new it's not like clone wars where you have you know the clones and there was stuff to build off of this is a whole new cast in the beginning or new characters i should say um it's a pretty new story like nothing novel but you know fresh take on the story 
uh, and they don't rely too much on the hits. Towards the end of it, you sort of get some of that lore back in. You start to see the connecting fibers come together, which is really fun. It doesn't feel like they're um, trying to reach in their back pocket and throw something at you that's flashy and that you remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something that's sort they're of- They're not like, Darth Vader! Right. Remember Darth Vader? Yeah. 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 You yeah. get you get some like interweavings later on. Um, you know, there is some good tie-ins but, to Obi-Wan and some good lore. Sorry to interrupt you, yeah. but it feels earned. You it know? does. Because yeah. You have spent time with these new characters. Dave Filoni, you know, is doing a f- great job, dude. Of because uh, Kanan, Hera, um, Ezra, like you really learn to like these characters. There's something really charming about Star Wars Rebels, dude. I I love that show. Super charming. And if you're someone that um, is watching Mandalorian and you watch Boba Fett, uh, a lot of the storyline in Rebels ties into what those shows are about. So Mm -hmm. a lot of the the Mandalorian um, storyline that we saw in the Boba Fett season is really unwoven and really explained in that show. So if you're someone that really likes those shows, definitely check it out. Um, I I really just appreciate how, um, you know, like you said, they're not throwing Darth Vader in our face or a Skywalker in our face. And it's something that kind of makes me think that's sort of what Marvel's going through right now is they're just like, oh shit, we got to play the hits. Uh, We got to get people in the door just from, um, you know, some of the movies that have come out in this latest phase. But honestly, it's also something that Star Wars sucks at too with their movies. Yeah. Like they haven't figured out how to make a good movie either. So if you love if you love Star Wars, the shows, this is a great one. Really good. Agreed. Agreed. I think it's really good. Um, and, you know, to get a little spoilery here, the Inquisitor is uh, a big focus Excuse me. The Inquisitor is a big focus of um, the Rebels, and yeah. we get a little tease of him in that Obi Wan trailer that we already saw. So yeah, there are a lot of Inquisitors and in Rebels. So yes. get ready. <laughs> There's yeah, a lot so of I'm action. Wondering, I'm excited to see them, you know, in live action. It's uh, it's crazy how I can't believe we're we're in this like era of like live action Star Wars where characters that we've grown to learn like learn about and love through the animated series are now transitioning into live action so dude i know and we we talked about this a couple months ago but i wouldn't i would be i wouldn't be too surprised if we saw a rebels character pop up i mean we've we've already seen like a couple mentioned and stuff but um who do you think would play ezra Ezra? or canon in Sorry. You know who I want to see play Ezra is uh, Dylan O'Brien. Really? Dylan O'Brien, he is, I think he was in like Teen Wolf and like in the Maze Runner series. Okay. I think he'd be great. He's like funny, he's witty, he's punchy, you know? Okay. And Ezra's supposed to be pretty quick. He's a little older. Um, he's a little older, but I mean, how old is Ezra supposed to be? Like He's like a teenager. Is he a teenager? Yeah. Okay. You know who That'd I be thought? Tough man. Mm-hmm. I, I thought. Um, you gonna think like Finn Wolfhard or some shit? <laughs> Stop. No. <laughs> Dude, Finn Wolfhard, he's kind of sucked in the last few movies he's been in. Like he's just kind of a dick. 
Yeah, they didn't really use him in Ghostbusters Afterlife. No, no. Um, sorry, I was sort of filibustering until I could really get this guy's name because I brought this question up without actually uh, having an answer for it. And you know what? Look at that. I know you hate this kind of stuff, but I think the dude that plays Aladdin in the live action. Oh, that would be great. His name is, yes. uh, is Nana Masad. Or Masood. Um, I Dude, think he that's would be way really better. good. That's and so I said better. that because Aladdin, 57% on the uh, tomato meter, 94% audience score. Oh, my God. Yeah. Did it, you watch it, it dude? Ugh, and it's directed by Guy Ritchie, and I hate Guy Ritchie movies. Didn't he make Memento? No, Memento is a Nolan movie. He made Snatch and Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, which are good. Um, which is interesting because the movie we're talking about today, Matthew Vaughn was a producer in, I believe, both of those movies. And I think that Guy Ritchie and Matthew Vaughn actually have like a similar style when it comes to fight choreography. That is, is generally pretty cool. But I fucked I'm up. More of a it's Guy Pierce. Fan, honestly. I don't know what I'm thinking. Anyways. Sorry. What have you been watching, man? Got you. Oh, you're thinking yeah. Guy, yeah, yeah. You're thinking Guy Pierce, the actor in Memento. Um, yeah. So what I've been watching, I've also been binging a TV show on HBO Max. Um, dude, I've been obsessed with Succession. It. I can't believe it took me so long to watch it. Have you ever seen it? No. No. I, oh, dude. I, it's always shown this up. I've always thought show. about it, but it's, I'm curious to hear. I'm curious to hear. It's. It's really good. I'll start with that. And I'll say, um, if you haven't watched it, the series basically follows the Roy family um, after the patriarch, Logan Roy, suffers a stroke. And he is like the CEO of a large media conglomerate. Um, The impression I get, it's kind of like Fox Newsy. But kind of like Disney, they have cruises. They've got, you know, news TV shows. They they have their hands in all these different... um, things but it's like a massive company huge company and so like they're a very rich family and after logan roy the patriarch uh of the family suffers a stroke it causes like a domino effect where his children and their opponents all start to vie for the throne testing family loyalties kind of stabbing each other in the back um and it was also a surprise to me just like how absolutely hilarious the show is you know, it's like it's about this Game of Thrones thing. They're all trying to fight for the top spot, but in knowing their intentions and like the way they backstab each other, it's it's so funny, dude. It's actually hilarious. And I mean, the show's won a bunch of Emmys, so it's pretty universally beloved. Um, so I'm hopping on the train pretty late in saying that, yeah, this show's really good. So it's a comedy. It's like a black comedy, yeah. It's kind of like a drama, but a lot of it is very funny. It's kind of satirizing the, um, you know, it's like satirizing the wealthy. Basically, it's like making fun of their their lifestyle in some in some cases. Um, yeah, it's great. It's it's super funny. Cousin Greg steals the scene for me in every scene he's in. He's like uh, a cousin that just kind of wants to get in on the action, you know? So uh, he, he kind of becomes indentured to another one of the characters on the show. And 
They're so funny, dude. And Kendall Roy, arguably the protagonist, is actually a really tragic figure at the same time. So it's funny how it like balances this drama of like family loyalties and testing these family loyalties while also satirizing what rich people think of the world. It's, it's great. It's great, dude. All right. Highly recommend. Highly All recommend. Right. With that, hey, you haven't you haven't uh led me to to astray. The only one that I just the uh what search party. It was yeah, just yeah. all right. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that Are good. you still watching Outer Range, by the way? I haven't watched the last two episodes that came out. Um, you know, we're recording this during the week. They came out on the Friday previous to this. Uh, yeah. I haven't seen them yet, but uh, I'm curious to see where they go. Cause like the first okay. couple, I remember when we recorded, I think I said I'd seen four episodes. They mm-hmm. were solid. And then it's sort of, it's, it seems the the pacing sort of, they took a little skip there. And okay. so I'm curious to see how it wraps up in okay. the end, but I do like how Amazon prime did the releasing two at a time. I like that a lot. Okay, I think cool. that, that makes sense to me. I'm excited to get into that. I've been kind of putting it off because I kind of want to just uh, binge the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I think I binge think the, the last two once, came so. out. Uh, um, okay, cool. So I think it's all, all wrapped. Yeah, I'm excited to jump in there. And um, John, I know we're kind of spending a little bit of time here on the Whatcha Watching, but uh, one more thing to talk about, I think, is Moon Knight. Oh, uh, Did you yeah. finish Moon Knight? I did. Did you? Yeah, I did. I finished the finale. I, I watched the finale uh, just a couple of nights ago. And uh, overall impressions, it's it was fine. I, think I liked it. Was, it got a yeah. lot of hate, but I liked it. Yeah, I thought yeah, they did a really I, good job. I, I really liked the finale, but how I feel overall about the show is pretty meh. Yeah. Um, looking back, I'm just kind of like, oh, as far as these Disney Plus MCU shows go, I think this is bottom of the barrel wow uh, which is really fortunate i think yeah yeah, yeah. i yeah, watched yeah. it and i watched the finale and i was like total opposite i really? remember feeling man i was as far as M- mcu tv shows go loki is and a whole like not even fair yeah, it's up Loki's the up for I, sure. I, this was next up for me for real I, yeah i really liked the way that they developed the character of mark and steven I love the way that they, you know, because Mark is an asshole. And so you can't really make him a central figure by himself. And so I thought by making him the caretaker of Steven, uh, eventually, as you figure that out over time. Let's not and, get too spoilery. Yeah, I won't get too spoilery. But and then the fact that, you know, Steven, this loser of a guy becomes so endearing and you really enjoy, I think they did an incredible yeah. job, a much better job than some of the other MCU shows of making you feel a lot. Like that penultimate episode where they're going through all of that, you there that I'll was an say, exceptional piece of television that they put together. I agree. The last two episodes of the show were probably the best of the entire show for me. And um, I think that really and, shined. And, the reveal uh, with Layla at the very yep. end as well, um, for what it's worth, I thought that was awesome, dude. It was great. Like, yeah. um, th- there's this thing that happens to me <laughs> when I watch, like, uh, like MCU movies specifically, 
when the music rises and there's like a solid fucking hero shot, yeah, you're like, dude, oh, my yeah. eyes, my eyes will water. I'll literally start to tear up. I'll be like, this is so cool. I want to cry. <laughs> and that's what happened to me uh, in the last episode with, with the big reveal. It was, I thought it was great. Yeah, I loved it. Not man. to say exactly what it was, but I no, think it's I cool. Gave it away. Um, I loved it. I thought it, I just like I really enjoyed. I enjoyed the ride. I kind really? of figured in the beginning thought, what overall, this was going to be. I was kind of like, okay, here I I'm along for the ride, but I'm not fully invested. You know what I mean, dude? Um, I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed. It. I really enjoyed the story. I thought. Um, you know, again, it was a, a story about a superhero that made very few appearances, which, you know, when you have to pay those actors a lot of money and, you know, you, you got to pick and choose where you want to use the CGI. So I totally get that. Um, but yeah, I thought it, it was seemed great. like a fully CG suit, too. It was. Yeah. But I yeah. thought it I thought it was great, man. I thought, you know, like all the Disney shows, except Loki, well, even Loki, you can't. You got to like PSA, stop doing six episodes, either commit, <laughs> commit the extra money to give people eight to 10 episodes or just don't do it. Like make a movie because this yeah. also could have been a really good movie is where I felt with it because of like, we got a lot of Mark and Steven. Mm-hmm. We totally knew what they were doing. And in that character building and character development, the plot sort of, lost itself along the way which is i totally get that's that's kind of where i yeah the pacing of it was a little off for me but you need the extra two episodes like don't don't be a clown disney plus put up the money yeah (laughs) um i wish we could talk about spoilers just because man that last episode it was great it, it makes me think um you know like it's interesting that the mcu is doing all of these different things but I'm curious to see what the goal is, you know, for a long time, we were moving towards the infinity saga. Right. And now that we're not that, like we got there, we saw Thanos, blah, blah, blah. Uh, now it seems like the feelers are all spreading in different directions. So are we just going to have like, are we ever going to see an event like the infinity war again where we get all of these characters back on screen who knows you know yeah it's asking a lot for your audience to like watch moon knight watch loki uh uh you know they're doing like a miss marvel show if and then to transfer that and like ask them to go see like a big event in theaters as well it's like a lot of homework for people you know it's a lot of homework and especially if the shows don't really tie in to the movies which they haven't mm-hmm. really and i it's, know people uh, will say we haven't that seen for... dr strange so we're probably going to talk a little bit about that in the next episode just reactions yeah. Yeah. um because john and i have not seen the movie yet I haven't but seen it too but i can guarantee that you do not need to watch wandavision wandavision or sure? or what if to have an understanding of what happens in Doctor Strange. Guarantee. I will put money down right now. Okay. But then then what I'm worried about is that like that exposition has to be done on screen. For it will. This film, you know, and, and it might be redundant to people like us, but also it might be uh, rushed for everybody else. 
you know, which I'm like, this is an interesting thing that they have to juggle, you know? Yeah. But, you know, that's that's business, baby. That's Hollywood. That's, that's Hollywood, baby. <laughs> that's Hollywood. That's Hollywood, baby. That's what you, the elites do. Yeah. You, know? you got to make your yeah. money from all angles, man. Yeah. Especially if not everyone has Disney Plus. You can't bank on everyone knowing what's going to happen. So. I know, yeah. But we'll you see. know who does know everything that's going to happen, apparently? No. John? Orlando no. Oxford and his... Ooh, uh, the all-knowing. Uh-huh. Orlando Oxford and his uh, weird housemaids. <laughs> he's, got, he's got a connection of housemaids in every house. <laughs> he's, he's got a network of, of quote-unquote, the help, which is gross... No, he didn't call them that. He called them domestics. Oh, okay. I guess that's better. (laughs) Let's get into the movie, John. Let's get into the King's Man. Let's do it. So today we are talking about the king's man. It is about one man's race against time to stop history's worst tyrants and criminal masterminds from starting another war and wiping out millions of people. It is rated R and directed by Matthew Vaughn, written by Matthew Vaughn and Carl Gadusak. Gadusak. Okay. Anyways, um, yeah, this is a movie. This movie came out in theaters. I can't believe this came out in theaters. By the way. It must not have made a lot of this money. This movie came out in theaters R- around Christmas, too, which is a good time to come out in theaters if you're going to come out in During theaters. During the pandemic, but, uh, though, uh, you know, well, December 20, we're still 20, living it, baby. Yeah, that's true. But it kind of seems like we're in a post-pandemic world, doesn't it? Yeah, people are going to movies, I would say. I would say the world of... This type of movie only getting thirty seven point two million dollars box office in the U.S. is is getting small. Yeah, those days. I mean, cool. Avatar two is coming out, dude, and I feel like it's going to. He must be blow shitting his pants. Up. Yeah. Who? James Cameron. You You think people are gonna go see Avatar? Fuck dude? yeah, people are gonna go see Avatar two. Dude, Avatar itself. I remember going to see it. I'm pretty sure yeah, we went to went go in, see it together. I think we but, did. I think we did for some, for yeah. for our buddy Troy's birthday or something. Yeah. Yeah, we went to Five Guys before and uh-huh. uh, hit up the Avatar with the 3D glasses. Oh, yeah. I remember it being like a cool 3D movie, but I remember oh, being like, yo, this actually like 16, wasn't that 17? good. We, I, yeah. I think I saw it in theater. The movie kind of sucked. It's not that great. I saw it twice. It's not great in hindsight. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw it multiple times in theater just because it was like 2009. Huge. So we were it 16. Was a, a, a cultural phenomenon. Yeah. Yeah. We were like 16 years old. I remember my little brother went with us too. And to this day, he still quotes that movie. Really? Like, I don't think I could quote. Joke, I don't right? think I could give you any quote from that movie. Um, there's a pretty, there's some pretty good ones. <laughs> But that's not the movie we're talking about today. Let's get back to <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Let's get back to the King's Man. Okay. 
John, do you want to do the yeah, real man, rundown? Yeah, man, I'll do the real rundown. Why not? Who cares? Whatever. Okay. You know? Let's yeah. do it. Fuck it. Here we go. Because I could do it. You did write it. It's all right. I'll do it. You're going to do it? I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. No, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Okay. In 1902, Orlando Oxford, played by Ralph Fiennes, is traveling in Africa with his wife, Emily, Alexandra Maria Lara, and his son, Conrad, who is later played by Harris Dickinson. Hello, my guy Harry Dick. <laughs> to be with his friend Kitchener, Charles Dance, Tyrion Lannister, for some reason and gets ambushed by a shooter who ends up killing Emily. Shola, uh, played by Jimon Hansu, kills the shooter and Orlando vows to become a pacifist. <laughs> a pacifist. Not a pessimist. I think I was feeling <laughs> some type of way when I wrote this. Yeah, yeah, just a pessimist in the real rundown. Okay, we jump about, uh, we jump forward about a decade, uh, where Orlando and Conrad land their plane on their massive estate and are greeted by all of the nannies. Uh, they're just they lining up, waiting for them. One nanny in particular, however, does not bow to uh, Orlando Oxford and tells him to pretty much get over his fear. Of letting Conrad go explore the world. Because we are told many, many times that the world is a dangerous place and Conrad can't see it. So Orlando kind of agrees and he takes Orlando out to get a suit at the famous Kingsman Tailors that we've seen in the previous movies. um, And to visit his uncle. And at the tailor, Kitchener is there and asks Orlando for some help in saving their cousin Ferdinand, who is likely to be assassinated. You know... Franz Ferdinand. Um, we then meet a cabal of angry people that includes Rasputin, played by Reese Ephens, uh, who want to create a world war. And they are led by a man with a very heavy Scottish accent called The Shepherd, who wants to create World War One and is starting by killing this guy, Franz Ferdinand. Uh, we all yeah. know that story, right? Orlando and Conrad go to help Ferdinand, but eventually, you know, he's killed. To the surprise of nobody. Um, also, two assassination attempts yeah, within like super five quick. minutes of the movie. It's insane. And I, yeah, we'll get yeah. into it. Uh, the shepherd, <laughs> yeah, the shepherd loves it. And then he sends Rasputin to uh, convince Russia into getting into world war. Uh, and so Russia gets in the war. And then eventually Germany and uh, England are in the war. And Orlando and Conrad go to a Russian party to try to poison Rasputin. Rasputin is uh, convinced because he wants to fuck Conrad. He loves little boys or something. But then he ends up eating out of the scar on no, Orlando's eating out leg. The scar. And he heals his leg. Oh, eating out the scar. Yeah, he licks his fucking wound, which is disgusting. Um, on Orlando's leg because Orlando for what it's worth got shot in the cold open of the movie and he ends up uh, healing his leg and then they end up fighting in like this weird dance off style knife fight which is actually pretty fucking sick and eventually Rasputin is killed Um, Conrad decides to go into the army at this point uh, with one goal of coming back and getting a medal just like his father he ends up in like a pretty sweet little stealth fight in the trenches and uh, he gets some information back. He ends up saving a guy who has one leg and is promised the medal. But in order to get into the war, he f- fakes his identity 
So some other guy thinks that he's a spy and he just shoots him in the fucking head, which is wild. Um, Orlando is distraught at the loss of his son, but luckily Nanny Watkins is there to pep him up and they go on a rampage to kill the shepherd to stop the war. It turns out that the info that Conrad got uh, was the tapes to a blackmail video of the president of the United States because now they want to get America involved in the war to save England, etc. So Orlando kills the shepherd who ends up being his friend, Kitchener's sidekick named Morton. And he sends the blackmail back to the president, thus saving the world from war. He then creates the Kingsman Society in the tailor shop to give folk and gives folks names from King Arthur's tales in honor of his son. Well done. Yes. And Aaron Taylor Johnson is in the movie at that point and becomes Lancelot. Um, yeah. It's it was there. Um, what were your like? <laughs> so, yep. And, and that's how the Kingsman become the kings cemented in history so after reliving it do you remember when you turned it on for the first time what you were like how did you feel about it well my okay immediate thoughts into this is like i i do love matthew vaughn's other projects you know i love kick-ass i liked the first kingsman movie they're fun you know rated r kind of raunchy hilarious action movies um and he's got like this guy ritchie-esque style when it comes to his fight choreography it's not as choppy as guy ritchie's so i like it a lot more there's a lot of like crazy wonders that he does mm-hmm. in his fight scenes that are awesome and, like the camera spins around the room um it's sick so i was excited to see that brand of violence on screen again you know i always think that uh, matthew vaughn movies are pretty fun um for what it's worth, though, I do not like Guy Ritchie movies. They're like for chads. They're like movies for chads or something. What? Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like chads always like. They're like, yeah, my favorite movie is like fucking Lockstock, Smoking Barrel, and uh, Boondocks Saints or something. And then, and then, like, and I wind club. down with. You said Fight Club. Yeah, chads love that shit. That's true. You know the number one rule of Fight Club. Yeah. You don't talk, we don't talk about it. But, you know, like, I, re- I really liked Kick-Ass and the first Kings movie, but that might be because Matthew Vaughn was just, like, adapting Mark Miller's work from comic to the screen, and it works really well. But in this movie, it felt repetitive. The pacing was a little off. Well, you weren't, you, you're not even there yet. This is just going into the movie. Okay, you're right. You wouldn't have known right. about pacing or Let's anything. Let's... Going into this movie, I remember uh, the first Kingsman was pretty sick. Second one was kind of goofy. So this one I thought um, was going to be interesting. I thought it was going to be a cool way to tell how the band sort of got together uh, through history. Because I kind of gathered from the previews and the commercials that there were different historical figures in this. Uh, so I was, I was pretty excited going in. I thought it was gonna be good. I was like two hours of this. This is going to be great. Yeah. How, did you, uh, feel like that the whole way? <laughs> no. no. So like, yeah, let's get into it. So like, even from the, from the very beginning, I, 
I remember it starts and it, it hits you with the 1902 mm-hmm. South Africa. And I, I just remember seeing that being like, uh, yeah, I'm right. always wary of, of, uh, uh, of when a movie starts, you know, like that, because it means that there's going to be a flash forward afterwards, generally. Right. right. And I'm like, why can't we start the movie when the movie starts? <laughs> Like why yeah. do we have to do that? And I and I get it's like yeah, for like, us to learn the mom the mom's death and like her dying wish is like make sure Conrad never sees war again, you know? And it's like that's gonna be tough, honey. We 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 kind of deal in war. Yeah. You know? That's who we are. Yeah. I am a trained killer yeah. and you want our son to our nannies are all trained killers. Yeah. yeah. What like that's a strange request, by the way, for sure. For sure. Um, so then he trains his I'll... kid in the arts of yeah. warfare. <laughs> right. Like why? Okay, sure, sure. It's my wife's sure. dying wish, yeah. but you know what? I'm just gonna train my kid anyways to fight, even though. Also, it was a pretty br- like they don't really explain anything. Well, so this is the interesting thing about this first third of the movie is they don't really explain anything but at the same time they're explaining a lot yeah i'm not sure if that makes sense you're getting hit with a lot of information but it none of it really seems like i wasn't able to really comprehend what was being thrown at me i was like what okay cool i'm like why why are we here you know and they continue to um throw it at us like multiple times through dialogue that like oh conrad has can't can't go out into the real world they like rally that point so hard that i'm like man this is getting old fast right and then i don't really understand after they go to the kingsman taylor shop like why orlando um is so important you know yeah yeah, like who does he? Why does he know everyone? Why they is call everyone him like your grace? And I'm like, him? is he a king? Your grace, yeah, yeah. I couldn't tell, but he, yeah. And then right before we get to the tailor shop, I will. I just when he's training that scene with Shola when they're doing the knife fight, right? Which is kind of cool. And then there's the one liner by the nanny who fires a old this is the 19 early 1900s fires a handgun from a quarter mile away (laughs) to hit a knife out of someone's hand and then is like oh no one fights with those anymore Ah, come inside the the (laughs) foreshadowing on that too is like yeah oh yeah yeah but she's just a trained marksman like Everybody is apparently. What? Everybody. Why? And we don't. We never learn why he has an army of uh, people that are in the service industry yeah. that are relaying him information worldwide. It seems very strange. So yes, and then we get to the tailor shop. You're getting the suit, and I remembered um, from the first movies, the tailor shop was really cool because you go in, and that's when you get outfitted mm-hmm. with the cool gadgets and weapons. And so I was sort of waiting for that to come, but it never did. No, it's like an, just a regular tailor shop. At this it was point. a real tailor yeah, shop. Yeah, just because they haven't it was shot a real bummer. yet. He hasn't bought Yeah, you place. had to like watch the guy awkwardly stand behind with the tape and like put around his waist and then get, you know, 
size him up from the inside thigh and get really, why really do they high take up so long? What the what the wrong? <laughs> I was like, we we spend so much time here, like you can condense all of these scenes, you know? Yeah. Um, like this movie is. It was a lot of exposition exposition scenes. Yeah, a lot early. of early exposition scenes. But it's crazy because I still have no fucking idea what's going on and why. You know, because after he gets... Because fucking What's-His-Face shows up. Tyrion Lannister shows up. And he's like, Orlando, like, I need you to go help our cousin, uh, Francis Ferdinand. Yeah. And it's like, how do you know he's going to be assassinated already? You know, like, how did they see that coming? Yeah, where'd you get that info from? Yeah, yeah. And then we meet, and then at some point, I think we meet uh, Rasputin and the Shepherd and all of those guys. Yeah, what did you think about that scene where they had Nemo from uh, Captain America? Was oh, and I guy. love that actor. And he's that... he's so great. Um, but that yeah. scene was weird. He like gives them all. It was. The, he gives them all the the rings. The animal rings. And then he just murders the. Because he's the shepherd. Yeah, he murders the goat because. Yeah. He wants to intimidate Rasputin or something, but I'm like, I have questions now. Like, uh, how did this guy, whose face we're not seeing, they don't show us, they don't show, how did this guy get all of these people to infiltrate all of these governments? You know, um, but the movie's not concerned with that. It's like that already exists. Like the supervillain yeah, plan is that's already happening, yeah. and and we're just sort of we're just kind of watching it. It is. I mean, like, they well, murdered well, Franz Ferdinand, and, and he already has all of these pieces to play, you know? What was interesting to me in that meeting where you see you see everyone else's face, right? And then what was interesting is the next couple scenes right after that, you see that everyone around that table is a second in command to, yeah, to like one of these important people. And the reason I didn't like how they did that was I immediately then knew that the bad guy was more for sure when they did those They're shots. They're clearly not showing because his they face. don't show his yeah. face. Yeah. And everyone else that they just showed in a row, it was sequential, right? They showed Nemo uh with his guy, Rasputin with his guy, Mata with uh her person that she was reporting to and then they show morton mm -hmm. with kitchener yeah and i was like oh, okay so this is the guy leading it all but why what does he care it's like because he doesn't want to be a number two and, uh, and then you're just like oh no he's scottish and hates english people. yeah that was and like, i and i hate how like <laughs> deliberately they they hide his face because yeah then it's telling us the audience like already we're like oh okay who's this guy so now you're just thinking you know it's coming. You know the reveal is coming down the line. But the reveal takes two fucking hours to get there. So, like, I'm already impatient. Like, I know it's Morton, but, like, why are we doing, like, why are you giving me this runaround, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you never get a scene of Morton by himself reflecting or even just two minutes yeah. to like explain why we're going to kill all these people. It's just, that's how we are. So and we get into the killing of does this weird pacing thing where these yeah. scenes seem so long and drawn out, but then the scenes of like the war happening ha like that. It's just like, next thing we know, it's been two years. The war has decimated Europe. And like, we just flew past that shit. You know, we see, uh, what is it? Tom Hollander. I forget the actor's name. Who's playing 
like the king and the leader of Germany and the Russian czar. He's playing all three of these roles, which is fun. You know, it's cool to see one actor doing that, but also like confused. And we had that strange exposition of him. Like, why did we do that? Like all the cousins cousins. go up and they all look exactly the same. I don't know. That kind of rubbed me. And then they hate each other. Like one was the favorite. And then if something happens and they all go to war. Yeah. yeah, I totally like a fucked up hand or whatever. And, and, And these are like real life things like you know the movie is dealing with shit that happened in real life so like we know that all these people went to war but like then you're i don't know it's like revisionist history almost but like not even you know yeah just made up history yeah so then we get to the franz ferdinand like you mentioned there's so much buildup. i was so surprised that this first assassination scene is taking place I thought it was 45 minutes into the movie. It was really only about 10 minutes, 15 minutes into the movie. But there was just, even by then, I was like, why are we here? What's going <laughs> who is, on? Like, France yeah, Ferdinand? Who? Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Never heard of her. And then, yeah. uh, uh, and so, uh, what's his name? Conrad does that sweet little like baseball yeah. hit to the bomb. Just throws it, chucks yeah. it right at the car behind him. <laughs> What a poorly planned assassination attempt. Yeah, right? like throwing just a bomb like that? One bomb. That was it, too. Mm-hmm. He had the one bomb. And then he didn't have any Five follow-up. minutes later, he just shoots the guy. Well, he's about to kill himself sitting outside a cafe. Like, mm-hmm. what a great, great place to take a cyanide pill, right? And then the group that was just bombed is still driving happy-go-lucky no problems yeah, yeah. and then the driver takes a left down the a dead end and they they're like oh this is a dead end better hit it in reverse time. And then, yeah and then the dude who's there to kill them just like oh cool oh shit all right this is the perfect and opportunity he just walks up to the guy wow yeah done you and your wife <laughs> it's dumb yeah but like and then the action sequences, though, are so good in this movie. The uh, Yes, other than that one, yeah, the action sequences are good. Um, so then right after that, like you mentioned, we get the whole exposition about the cousins, which like didn't end up really having to do with anything in the end anyway. Uh, didn't really need to know all that information other than being like a historical relevant. Yeah story maybe sure like um i i i just don't really understand um john why this is how the kingsman came to be you know when i watched the other movies i thought like oh maybe they're actually from the fucking knights knights of the round table like king arthur yes for real like a lineage the they're templars yeah or exactly yeah. i didn't realize it started in like world war one because in the last movies, it felt like they've been around for hundreds of years or something. Yeah. But. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's And also, me. yeah, we'll get there at the end. But so then Rasputin is uh, sent to kill King George, one of the cousins in England. He's like, that's that's supposed to fuel. And then they figure it out or find out about it because cut, I guess cousin conrad has a cousin felix who is not introduced but writes him a letter and then that is it yeah 
Oh, that was we a, see like, him like see him looking again. at Rasputin, who has like poisoned the boy, and yeah, then, like yeah, to get the Tsar to go to war or whatever, or call the war. I don't fucking remember. I don't even know what was happening with the war stuff. But yeah, cousin Felix just tells Conrad what's going on, and then he has to go and tell Kitchener like. Is this how military yeah. intelligence works in the 1900s? Just fuel, just pure luck. It's crazy. No, you get it done by having uh, domestics <laughs> in every room in America. <laughs> yeah. and he's they like, they, they the have pigeons. their eyes in the. Pi- what does he say? He's got like they have their eyes in the keyhole, but we're actually in the room. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow! Cool. Cool, dude. Stupid, dude. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I just, at that point with Cousin Felix, I just, it was like, it feels like you're sprinting, but you're not going anywhere. That's what I got from this movie. Yeah, the yeah. pacing, they're trying to accomplish a lot. You're on a treadmill. In the, in the beginning. <laughs> you're, but, yeah, you're on a treadmill. But you're not, none of the information you're getting is really moving uh-huh. anything forward. And then, yeah, yeah. And then, like, in the second act, like, the movie kind of forgets about all that shit. You know? This movie's actually kind of episodic, where it's, like, first it's about whatever the fuck this shit is. You know, like, the war. And then it's about, like, Conrad in the trenches, right? And then it's about Conrad, like, Conrad dies. So then it's about Orlando just going to kill the shepherd himself. Which is crazy. uh, Because... I don't. I don't remember. Maybe I blacked out. How do they know? Well, where the then there's is? also the there's also the movie of um, them trying to stop uh, a, like a global war assassination attempt by Rasputin. Yes. So then. So there's like four. Yeah, there's like four, four movies in one. I remember texting you and you were like, "Hey, I'm gonna start this movie." I was like, "Oh, dude, enjoy." You get a lot of bang for your buck. You get like four movies in one. Four movies in one, dude. It's crazy. Yeah. So then in in the second act, that's, uh, I guess that's when, like, they're like, hey, we should kill Rasputin now. Mm -hmm. We we have now been introduced to this network of domestic people who have, like, given us information. Network of domestics is honestly the worst name I could think of uh, to write. Anyway. Uh, so, so the like, plan the wrong, it gives me the wrong impression too that like this movie seems to be like oh we're we're one percenters but we're good one percenters you know yeah we're the good guys we're the good guys you, we're rich you know what he and says we're privileged but we use our privilege to help people by murdering other bad one percenters <laughs> he says orlando in the beginning he says you know like what makes us different is we're oxfords not Not rogues do you know what that means no me i have no idea what that means no clue i i is he a king why is he so important i'll never know i don't know i don't know for what it's worth though ralph fiends is doing a great job like, he's carrying this fucking movie because the movie doesn't really seem to give a fuck about anybody else other than Conrad, right? And yet there's so many fucking characters. 
So many, dude. So many unnecessary ones. But I will say Rasputin is a pretty good one. And when they that, yeah, like yeah, Reese when they come up with that plan. Yeah, he does. When he come when they come up with that plan to be okay, we're gonna kill this crazy man by giving him poisonous cake. And the one dude that's never been outside of the house is gonna be the one to do it. <laughs> we're gonna make Conrad do it. This is his first time leaving the house. Was just an amazing plan it, from the get-go. Insane plan. An insane plan. And we're gonna use Conrad to seduce right. Rasputin. <laughs> right. Because we know he loves little kids. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. And then Rasputin is like, hey, I can fix your leg, old man, if you want some help. And I I didn't realize that that was genuine by Rasputin. He like or so it seems powers. I guess. And so he starts like disgustingly because he's a disgusting guy. Yeah. He's making out in front of people in front. He's making out with people in front of Conrad. He is using very vulgar vulgar language towards this young boy. And then he takes his dad back in the room, takes his pants off. He starts going to town on his scar Mm -hmm. that is very oddly shaped. Um, You know, We'll just leave it there. Yeah, and yeah, Rasputin, yeah. Does it remind you of anything? <laughs> Tootsie Pop. So Rasputin is going a one, a two, a three. Yeah, a three. Um, and then they get into the, the, oh, he does eat the cake, which ends up not being a poisonous cake. Well, it just I, makes him throw up. Yeah, he's got like, he's like, got like a thing. He, he, he's, he can what, smell cyanide. Yeah. Yeah, huh? But he ate the cake anyway, and then he just throws and then didn't up, die, which was hilarious, yeah, though, dude. I thought that shit was hilarious. Yeah, the timing um, was good on that. Yeah, this is a good scene, though, for what it's worth. And then they start fighting, and Shola is there, and the fight was crazy. Mm-hmm. I thought the the fighting there was so funny because they make the Rasputin do all of the twirling dancing and yeah, these very the squat dancing. kick dancing. Yeah, and he's doing that while fighting, which I thought was amazing. Yeah, it looked so good. It was great. It looked so good. Uh, that's where this movie excels. Again, it's like Matthew Vaughn is so good at directing these fight sequences. Um, yeah, it just gets crazy. And then and so then they, they start fighting uh, Rashid for a long time. It's like a 10-minute yes. fight. And which is cool. Yeah, it could have gone fine. longer. And then Nanny Watkins just walks in and bam, shoots him in the head with her yeah. incredible aim. Yeah, once again, because she brought a gun to a knife fight. But Conrad, fair fair enough, also tried to shoot Rasputin. He did, but it didn't work. And then he ran out of bullets. Yeah. And then the nanny came in and got it done. So the nanny I can thought get that, it, dude. <laughs> She's so hot. <laughs> yeah, and then there was that like weird love story between her and Orlando. Was like, there? Are you guys in love? Or are you not? Yeah, was there a love story? I don't know. I was confused about that. There was a lot of half-baked stories in mm-hmm. this movie. Yeah. Yeah, so, anyway. So Rasputin's dead, and now the shepherd is unfortunately, like... Unfortunately... He should have lasted longer. I thought, I, he should have been yeah. the main bad, I thought, because the 
The movie yes. is leading him up to this point as like being the main bad guy, like to the point where he's even. I thought he was going to like fight the shepherd, you know, and, like and, kill the shepherd and do it himself, and do it himself or that something, and yeah. But no, that's not what happens at all. I just want to know how the shepherd got all of these people into his service, <laughs> like why. You know what would have been cool is if Rasputin was tasked with taking out the three cousins, like he already was tasked with doing, right? And let's just say he gets two of them and they keep trying to show up and stop it, but it keeps happening. And then they get him at the third one and they stop him there. That would have been kind of cool. That would have been different. But we didn't have enough time to do that because immediately after killing Rasputin, uh, Conrad decides he's military ready and he's going to go to the military. No and ifs or buts about it. Yeah, so we get a age, so 45 goes. minute World War One movie. Which is awesome too. I really love that scene. Um, like this is probably I think where the movie excels for me. It's this whole Conrad going to war thing and he switches places with another officer because his dad's like pulling strings to not get him to fight in the front lines. Rightfully so. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked this, actually. This was probably the best part of the movie for me. And the one the one thing I didn't like about this part is the nannies uh, crack the code, right? To figure out that they need <laughs> yeah, to get dude, this information. The nanny cracks the code. <laughs> There's all of these other, like, probably very professional code breakers over there. But the nanny's the one that does it. So she cracks the code, right, and figures out, hey, there's this spy, mole, whatever. Uh, he's going to be crossing the field, and we need to get the information from him at this time. So we learned that. But no one, like, we don't know what that information is. We don't really know why it's important. We later, we do later, of course. But it's when, just it's, sort of, when it's most convenient, when they can deliver right. the line that it's like, Conrad succeeded where we all failed. What? He had no idea. He had no clue. He had no idea that this was the mission. It's crazy. Just by sheer dumb luck, Conrad was the guy who found the guy who was stuck in the middle of a trench with the vital blackmail information. And so as we're getting here, it's interesting the arcs, right? So uh, Orlando... Major badass killing machine decides he wants to be peaceful, loses his wife. So he wants to keep his kid out of it. So we can see the stress and him trying to keep his son around and him being involved in this battle with the shepherd, but not really wanting to be involved in the battle because he's like, you know, keep me out of it. Um, And then we have Conrad who all he wants to do is leave the house. He wants to prove himself as a worthy fighter and all this stuff. I don't know why. Um, and then we have the nanny, as you mentioned, who her art just seems to be convenience. She shows up she doesn't really do to it. shoot the guy. Yeah. She shows up to crack the code. She shows up to get, um, you know, later in the movie, she shows up to, uh, hey, stop drinking. Let's go kill these guys. Uh-huh. She shows up to, like, shoot the rope from a long distance. Yes, like, dude. So it's just interesting why she, she's just literally around because they needed someone to move stuff forward because this yes. movie is so obsessed with slowing itself down for no reason. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Which dude. is what happens in this 
freaking scene with Conrad where they're like, all right, we got to go get this guy who has information. And they go all the way out there. And then they, which sweet the nanny is the foggy. unsung hero of the movie. The nanny For is. Sure. So they get out there. They're fighting. Super cool scene where they run into Germans and then they're all like, oh, we can't shoot each other because then we'll oh, all die. So how about. Night. Yeah. So cool. How about we just stab each other instead and have a stealth fight? Mm-hmm. And that was sick. It was awesome, dude. dude. Yeah. And then the 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 one dude spoils it by shooting the guy who's gonna kill Conrad. Um and then it just goes to hell mm-hmm. from there. And somehow Conrad runs into a random guy who had the information stick yeah. but was still alive. Yeah. 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 That wasn't really explained and why that cries. guy because there was a cries. dead guy in the He starts crying yeah. and the guy holds him. And I, I actually really liked that scene because like for Conrad's arc, he got what he wanted, and he realizes, like, oh, shit, war is... This is what my dad wa- did not want me to see, right? Um, mm-hmm. And then he steps up, becomes the hero, and uh, it's all cut v- tragically short. And yeah. probably the best uh, uh, twist I have seen in a long time. Oh, my God. I did he not did see not. this coming. But... No. Conrad, who is quickly becoming our protagonist, is abruptly shot in the fucking head. <laughs> like, cool. <laughs> it was just like, dude. how did the guy not... The, if that's the... Whoever, Lieutenant Pierce, whatever his name was. If the guy that kills Conrad, if that guy was actually Lieutenant Pierce's friend, how did he not notice before? Because they were all around each other. They've been all around. How would he have not well, did, been like? Hey, I was wait, like, wait, wait, so did he like run into like a different trench or something? No. Okay. It's the same trench. Huh. That's what I'm saying. How is yeah. he not like? Wait a minute. And then it's just like. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's nuts. That's and the crazy. other guy, the guy who greeted Conrad, was like, "Hey, Conrad, thanks for coming." Or like, "Hey, man, thanks Whatever for coming guy, back. Yeah, you yeah, made yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, you made it." They're like, "Holy <laughs> shit, that was crazy, dude." Yeah. I can't believe you made it all the way over here. Rando's like, hey, wait a minute. Trevor's <laughs> by, bam. Crazy. No, like, wait, let's figure this out. Loved it, like, though. No. Lo- uh, overall, yeah. though, this was this is exactly the kind of shit that I want to see in this movie. You know, like, throw me for a fucking loop. I didn't see it this did. coming at all. This is awesome. No. And then the movie. It was great. And then that movie, the war film, ends. <laughs> And it becomes a whole nother movie about a man uh, seeking revenge for the death of his son against. Yeah. Then it becomes taken. Yeah. Yeah. Then it becomes taken. And it is sick too. Like the fucking airplane scene and shit. It's shot so well. Um, This is where Matthew Vaughn is at his best for sure. Because these action sequences are just so fucking cool. I even loved when. Orlando is jumping out of the plane. Yeah. So the whole thing, he has to jump out of this plane. He has a parachute and he has to land very precisely on top of a mountain to get to where the shepherd is. Also, they only know where the shepherd is because guess why? The nanny. The nanny debunked it. How did she figure that out? Remind me. She somehow followed the information from that Conrad uh, got that conrad got yeah from the tape from the blackmail tape that uh president whatever damn 
The nanny is the fucking goat dog. in this movie. Yeah. And yet she's not giving... They also don't explain giving... how they got that video. There's... Don't worry about it. Yeah, We got it, though. Um, yeah. Is this a good time for me to kind of say, like, this movie doesn't really know how to write women or black men? <laughs> because Shola and the nanny are just around... And they really aren't yeah. giving any agency. I mean, yeah, the nanny is given these like really crucial plot points, but like you said, it's just to move the it's convenience, just to move the plot forward. There's no like she she's just great at what she does, but she her character is nothing deeper than just like an agent for this guy, you know? The nanny slash agent for this guy. And Shola bare doesn't even he barely has any lines in this movie. Like, it's yeah. a barely a speaking role for uh, this actor. And I love this actor. He's awesome. I also love that in this movie, they, the whole side story of the president getting, like, these other supreme leaders on Earth are being hunted down because they're dangerous um they they're being driven into war by death of their family by death of each other and then there's the president of the united states Mm -hmm. who is being driven to war or staying out of war because of the threat of a (laughs) a video of him with someone who's not his wife dancing around in a room together it's the most american shit in the world was hilarious but also like that the network of nannies was like yeah <laughs> yeah we gotta we gotta do our president a solid <laughs> i know i know that he's like totally dismissing the presence of this woman and like erasing her from history and knowledge that she you know was here or did her thing or that he totally mistreated his wife if she exists but you know let's save the world yeah, but we got to save the world. My duty as a nanny is to save the world first and uh, provide for my, what, fucking master? I don't even know what to call these people. <laughs> I don't know. I also just love that the president of the United States is so weak, at, like written as so weak and dumb that uh-huh. he can be convinced by this woman who's dancing. And then blackmailed. Meanwhile, all of these other world leaders. It's are meta, like, right? It's, it's yeah. They're like, oh, shit. We're being murdered. We're like, someone's coming to kill us. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, like, let's just stop it. Like, we can just stop it. We can just, like, pick up some chick and have her dance in the room. And, like, that's all we got to do. Yeah. <laughs> and how does the shepherd get these people into those rooms? <laughs> I don't know. He's like, Mata, you know, yeah, you, got, you got the president. And she's like, okay turns around like knows exactly what to how do you even get close to the president it's insanity show me that if you're gonna make a spy movie like show me how they're doing the actual spy stuff yeah yeah next time oh well for the next movie for the next movie now the pace is picking up quickly Yeah. yeah we have now jumped off the 
plane uh-huh. like Orlando and we are rocketing we, because the way he gets stuck in the plane, this is coming back full circle where we sort of dove off of, he gets stuck in the plane. He is spiraling towards the ground. Mm-hmm. And that this end of the movie feels like that it's disjointed. We are moving really fast. We don't know if we're going to land it or if we're just going to crash and burn. It's a pretty honestly, adequate uh, metaphor for the whole film. <laughs> It was pretty close. Yeah. yeah. So he, he gets out. I love that he ends up on the goat, like the side of the mountain and the goats are just chilling. Yeah. <laughs> He's like goats are facing chilling. death, hanging on, like using knives to try and climb up. And the goats are. Just, what, John, where up, is dude? Shola during all of this? On the ground. He's They're on all the on the ground. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They were all on the ground, but it came to like, make me think the power of a goat to scale a mountain mm-hmm. incredible how have we never seen a goat superhero and like his name could just be goat like with periods yeah. in between each letter you know <laughs> <It's small time. laughs> yeah. Yeah. it'd be awesome yeah they could scale it's like dude what's walls. your super strength i can scale anything mm-hmm. yeah i could scale any walls um i have these massive horns that can impale a man right yeah yeah. And they dude. grow back if you cut it off. Yeah. yeah. Dude, imagine if he got like Wolverine and then he's got some. Bro. He's got metal horns. Let's write, let's write this. I mean, there's something there. Should he like, have like demonic radioactive powers? Goat? You know, because yes. like the goat is like an image of Satan or whatever the fuck. Yeah. I kind of like sure. that. I kind of like that. He's got like big, yeah. big uh, glowing red eyes. Is that where Satan got his horns? Is he half goat? Sure. Uh, yeah, let's go with that. Um, is that why it's bad to be called a goat fucker? <laughs> that among many other reasons. <laughs> but you know what? We could probably just ask Micah because I'm sure he knows about uh, Aberforth, the goat fucker from Harry Potter. Yeah. That, oh, is Aberforth the devil? Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, I think you're onto something though. Let's start that goat superhero comic. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm in. Let's do I'm it. in. Uh, this final battle scene, sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely nuts. Awesome. Like the way Shola like Mike, runs up and just like beheads that guy. Fucking awesome. Yeah. awesome. It was sweet. I because he's like he's for those that need a second visual he's running there's only one option for shola to get to the top and it is for him to jump on this counterweight that is a huge boulder for the nanny to shoot the rope of the counterweight and for him to fly up the side of a mountain hundreds of feet 500 600 8 million feet into the air (laughs) and then into kind of a portal that looks like Heimdall's portal and in getting into Asgard. That is sort of what he has to get into. But imagine early 1900s version of that. Uh-huh. So he like jumps and he grabs the rope with his sword or whatever. And it does a like cool slow-mo right as the nanny just fires the rope. Sweet. Dude, and then he pops sick. up, like it's... you said, and just like in one motion beheads like, the giant dude that's about to kill uh conrad it was nuts no, or orlando, orlando. It was yeah, nuts. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was sick it was sick again this is where this movie excels you know like not at all in the storytelling 
but all of the action sequences are so fucking good. They're awesome. They're great. If I could so, turn off my brain and just watch the action sequences, I would watch this movie all the fucking like. It's if this so movie was cool. just the action sequences, it would have been great. I, that's what I was trying to say. I feel like they. It almost felt like this guy, Matthew Vaughn, was I. He really wanted to make a World War One war movie. Yes. So he really wanted to make the Conrad middle movie, but then. They were like, yeah, but we actually kind of need a Kingsman movie. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> and then he was like, ah, all right, I'll see if I can swing it. And so yeah. all of his effort went into the the like Conrad War stuff, and then the rest was just, we'll get it done, dude. And and I, again, I I can't say this enough, but like that Conrad War movie is very compelling. It's so good, so good. And then, but I do like you know the Kingsman movie that comes right afterwards. <laughs> yeah, the first movie. This is no, really good. No, I mean, oh. literally after Conrad dies, oh, we go back to a Kingsman movie, and it's Ralph yeah. Fiennes instead of Colin Firth. You know. Yeah. Um, I do yeah. like that. Also, what these movies do—they get like an old white English actor that you don't think can fucking put up a fight, and they. Dude, and then the action sequences is like they just look amazing in it. I I yeah. will never forget the first time I saw Colin Firth in that church scene for the Kingsman. Do you remember when he's like fighting like like eighty people at once, and Samuel mm-hmm. Jackson's outside? Dude, it is so cool, so fucking yeah. cool. And that's I why might these go back and watch awesome. that movie. Honestly, me I too. Might go like, back it's... And watch that. It was a fun movie. It is it a fun, fun movie. Even the the first one's really good too. The first one's really good. The second one is the one with Channing Tatum, or uh, yeah, Channing Tatum, yes, right? He's like the cowboy. Right. But wait, that is that the one right. where Samuel Jackson is doing like the whole? Uh, 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 he's like pretending to be a guy. Do you know who I'm talking about? In history, like a real person. Really? Anyway, while you're looking that up, yeah, let me look this up. This is also the moment where, um. Orlando's up on the top and he runs by the shed where the shepherd is and sort of overhears because I think Orlando's up there and they don't even know the shepherd is actually up there. They just know something. They need to solve something up there. And he overhears the shepherd talking about stuff and he's like, oh, that's the bad guy. I need to kill him. Um, And so he, he runs in there and then he's eventually faced also before I get there, I love that the fight that's going on between Orlando waiting for Shola to come up the side of the mountain against this huge ass dude. They just like lock the door with a wooden plank. And then there's 50 guys on the other side of the door that are being so respectful to allow that one-on-one fight to happen and for them to open up the door again before, you know, they start going to battle. Anyway, so he finally sees the shepherd and it is revealed that the shepherd is Morton. I know that I immediately like figured yeah. that out earlier in the movie, but how about you? Was I that a surprise too. at I all? Knew. No, I knew no. in the same, in the same context that you did, you know, like, Oh, each one of these guys is clearly with another person in power, you know, like, of course it's going to be the one that we think is, uh, uh, closest to our protagonists. You know what I mean? It's like Morton mm-hmm. was in the room the whole time just seemed obvious to me 
I mean, yeah, he's not bald, but like, come on, it, it's it was obvious. I thought it's fine. It's fine. I actually thought it was fucking lame. The whole Morton. Did you find Samuel L. Jackson? Sh- no, I couldn't find it. Couldn't find it. I wanted to say he's like is like all that work talking, and you couldn't even pull it up. You were filibustering for me, like you were doing such a great job. Um, Jeez. But I have no idea what you said in the last three minutes. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I don't know. I I just like could not get behind Shepard as a bad guy at all. At any point. Like, I couldn't buy it. Um, so, like, the reveal was stupid, but at least the fight scene was cool. Yeah, you know? fight scene was crazy. I, I wrote down, actually, like, this fight scene specifically, you could really, in the way that um, that it's shot, and then the music sort of, there's less music, so you really hear what's happening. I just remember this scene really capturing the brutality that they were going after oh yeah absolutely i do i will say i did not like how it ended with the goat uh impaling the guy from the back i was like this kind of takes away from like the whole fight you know it like kind of just side like yeah it just kind of side. i kind of thought it was hilarious because the guy was being a total asshole to the goats uh like chopping goats, a, yeah. their horns off and killing one of them that he said it was the best. And then the, it was definitely like yeah. set up. It was set up. I didn't like, I wasn't surprised that it happened, but I was kind of like, Oh, this kind of just takes away from the brutality that mm. we just saw. Makes it a joke. Well, you know I, mean, I mean, he, after gets stabbed by the goat, uh, Orlando is holding him by that red scarf over the end. And then that's right. And then yeah. uh, Morton's like, Oh, you're not going to kill me. Like you're, you're uh you're a pacifist. You're, you're a, pessimist. a pessimist. You're not going to kill me. <laughs> and then it, this, the, these were two things that I didn't get about this. Or one thing I didn't like, one thing I didn't okay. get. The one thing I didn't get is when Morton says that Orlando says, well, I'm, um, you know, I'm about to become the man that my son would become. And then he cuts the tie. I do like that I didn't line. get that line. Yeah. Because if he's like, he wanted his son to become a passive, like he didn't want his son to get into that. So he's like, well, now I'm I'm the person my son would have become. And it's like, what, a murderer? You'd well, become a murderer. I thought that it was because Conrad wanted to be a fighter. He wanted to I thought fight. he wanted to be a hero. For what's he wanted good. to save someone. Yeah, I guess that's true. And then by doing that, yeah, he's yeah. effectively not saved someone and thrown him off the side of a cliff. And then what I hated or didn't thought was funny is this dude is falling for a long time off the side of the cliff. Oh my god, then, yes. I and love then they the get they get it looks like he's about to hit the bottom and they pin, like they cut back up to Orlando and then they cut back to the guy and it's like he's falling for another 15 minutes seconds and you're like how (laughs) like how long is this guy falling for (laughs) i in that scene i was like oh my god are they about to show us him hitting the ground yeah they do and they do yeah thankfully it wasn't as gory as it could have been i'm surprised that they didn't just like have his limbs fly off or something like have him explode upon impact because like honestly i would have expected it at this point this movie's so fucking insane but um 
But yeah, I actually I actually liked that they showed us him hitting the ground. But he fell for a comically yeah. long yes. time. A long time. For sure. So yeah. that was sort of and then we get to the table and he's like, Oh, my son really liked King Arthur, so I named all of you guys after King Arthur characters. Lame. So lame. So lame. But it becomes full circle. So lame. And and the only person that had a cool what is Stanley Tucci doing there? He was he was there. He was in the movies. What? Where did he come? from? I don't know. He's a U.S. ambassador, but looks the same age. Fifty years oh. later, or whatever the first movie takes place. Um, is Stanley Tucci in the first movie? Yeah, I thought I, he's definitely in the movies. Um, wow. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, anyway, the. The first movie I really like because they all had the cool gadgets, right? The only person that had a cool gadget in this movie was Morton, who had the gun on the side of a sword. And we, when they created cool. the Kingsman Taylor, they didn't even get cool gadgets then either. I was like, what the hell, man? Like, at least get yeah. fitted with something yeah. as you're sitting around the table. I get it. The knife to the like, round table. I get it. But still, come on. Yeah. And I, I, just, I, I just think it's so weird that this is how they decided to tell the story of, like, this agency i i I don't know why in the first couple of i thought that they'd been around for hundreds of years like i said earlier but like i don't know this doesn't this didn't to me feel like an adequate beginning to this like insanely secretive uh agency that you know uh operates completely independently of any regulation or it's just fucking what but i can't it was stupid. stupid they need to read and they need to redo this movie and give it the due diligence it deserves or just redo the all of them like just keep the first one as canon keep the first <laughs> one and then move on first i know was good yeah did like you uh did you watch the post credit scene they didn't even use aaron taylor i'm confused also why aaron taylor johnson was at the table mm-hmm. you know yeah he took like conrad took his place but like i don't is that man is he a skilled fighter is he why is he a part of this i don't know dude it didn't there's i don't know i feel like the movie is supposedly about the beginning of this agency but it's really not no. at all because it just had like the, the ending get we get to the end and then they're just like and now we're and you're this guy. Um, you're Lancelot, you're Merlin, and you're Barabbas yeah. or something. You know what this movie needed, or this series needed? Fiend. They needed their Dave Filoni. They needed their Kevin Feige. They needed their guy that was like deep into the the uh, the lore. So I'm of glad the you said that because this the Kingsman, the first movie at least. I think was written by Mark Miller or at least Matthew Vaughn had an actual comic book to reference for the story. Right. And in this one, it's like written by Matthew Vaughn and some other guy, but they didn't have any source material to, or just the brain, which I think is probably why it just feels so. It was weird. And speaking of weird, did you see the post credit scene? There's a post credit oh, scene. Oh wow! You didn't see it. What is it? So it was Nemo. Can't remember his name. I don't even think he was named in the movie. Um, 
is shows up into this vault with the guy that replaced Rasputin after he died, but was effectively useless. You know what I'm talking about? The bald dude with the red beard. Yeah. They're talking and they're like, yeah, we're going to get back. Like we're not dead. Uh, I want to introduce you to this young kid who's going to be helping us out. And it pans over and he's like, meet Adolf Hitler. And then it ends. That was. (laughs) (laughs) No way. No fucking way. So Nemo's just like a consistent thread of um, being a Nazi in every movie he's in. Yeah. He he yeah. really got typecast as Nazi. Wasn't he also a Nazi? <laughs> he was a Nazi in fucking yeah. uh, Inglorious Bastards and too. in Captain America. He was a Nazi. And so they're just America. like, yeah, Holy we have a Nazi <laughs> role. Who are we gonna call? Oh, let's call this dude. Oh, I got yeah, just the he's guy. A Nazi in yeah. He's a he's great, great Nazi, by the way. He really he's does great. it well. Yeah. Listen, he just captures the Nazis. <laughs> Just it's so like well. he was born a Nazi. Yeah. You just look at him and you think, yeah, Aryan. <laughs> you know all of the Aryan qualities. That guy, that guy looks pro Aryan yeah. for sure. All of the Aryan qualities: brown hair, dark yeah, eyes, brown hair, blue, big nose, brown eyes. <laughs> yeah, very Aryan. Hilarious. Dude, I can't believe you didn't Dude, see that it. That is so fucking funny. Adolf yeah. Hitler. Oh, God. Mom, I got my new starring role. You're not going to believe it. Yeah. Who are you playing? It's like, I'll give you a hint. This is my mustache. And they're like, please tell me it's Charlie Chaplin. Please don't. No, I'm Hitler. Oh, nope. I'm playing the role of a century. Adolf Hitler. Wow. That's t- Fuck, that's so stupid. I hope to God that movie never gets made. What did you think, man? What did you think? Overall, your final thoughts. I mean, overall, this movie was a mess. It's like three or four movies in one. Just unnecessarily complicated and exposition heavy at some points. And as a result, kind of boring. But every time the action sequences show up, dude, it's a blast. So it's like this weird back and forth that you're doing. You know, like... Oh man, this is I, I'm not even listening half the time. And then they start fighting, and I'm like, "Ooh, okay, yeah, this is cool. This is amazing. It's so well choreographed. It looks amazing. I love Matthew Vaughn's style when it comes to action. Um, but like I said before, without substance, it doesn't really matter all that well. <laughs> this movie has like a bunch of great ideas, but doesn't quite get them to come to fruition entirely. So it just feels bloated half the time, and uh, it was kind of hard for me to get through this, dude. I'm like, I had to watch it in two sittings. Um, yeah, Ralph Fiennes p- puts out a great performance, though, but unfortunately, he's surrounded by garbage, and none of the other actors, other than um, the kid who plays Conrad, get a chance to shine because the movie doesn't really care about them. Like, the nanny could have had a much bigger and more uh, interesting role. And Shola could have too. Because fuck those those actors are great. Like it would have been nice if they had something to do. <laughs> you know. But they don't. So I don't know. I was kind of bored. I was kind of bored for some of the, for a lot of the movie. And then like I said all of a sudden you're like oh shit this sequence is sick. But then it's like oh okay. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> 
What about you? Bro? I think like you nailed it right on the head. It's like, oh shit, this action is sick. Nah, I'm boarding it. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. I think you you mentioned like there were a lot of great ideas that never happened. I think there's just too many ideas. So it yeah. it felt like I said he wanted to make a World War One movie. It really happened. He sort of did, but that was it. It didn't seem like anything else really mattered to him. It just came off as lazy and like, ah, it, uh, you know, we'll throw some exposition on there and it'll be fine. It'll all tie together. You know what part made me laugh? What? When, um, what part made me laugh? When they show like the map of Europe and like the, the, the kings are just like standing in front of their countries, their respective yeah. countries. And then there's like arrows. <laughs> Out to where they're like these two are fighting and these two are fighting and like yeah no shit they're the only people on the fucking board <laughs> like like what is this a fucking war documentary all of a sudden just so dumb and i was like so bored Ugh, nothing puts me to sleep more than like hearing about france for like, <laughs> oh man yeah it's a bummer because yeah. the other bummer too is let's say this was um, you watched the Kingsman movie and this was the first one you were going to watch, you're never going to watch the other ones. And that's such a bummer because the other ones were kind of fun. Mm-hmm. And this one just sort of sucked the fun yeah. right out of you. That's how I felt about it. I agree. That's how I felt. I agree, man. At least at least the other Kingsman movies were funny yeah. too. They were like funny. They were cracking jokes. Like This movie took itself very seriously. At some but, it, but I mean... For what it's worth, that Conrad movie in the middle of this, Act 2 felt like its yeah. own movie. It was great. It was so good. So, I don't know. I'm, like, conflicted on this one, you know? Kind of sad. Uh, yeah. On the fence. It wasn't terrible. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't good. And I no, wish they had just either terrible. done the war movie and then the Kingsmen were created because uh orlando's son his whole family was wiped out and it could have been the same guy that killed conrad in war too and his whole family was wiped out by this one guy in war and so he created the kingsman agency because military can't get it done so i gotta do it myself and i'm gonna create an agency to take down the world's most dangerous criminals to keep families together forever but Mm -hmm. that's not what the movie was about it was about five million different <laughs> things, and then a goat ended up winning the day. So, yeah, right. The goat wins. Also, uh, I should say it's eighty degrees in Chicago. Mm. My windows mm. are open. If you guys hear a dog barking or gunshots, now nah, you know why. From the dog, huh? Dogs killing people. I don't know, man. Yeah, this dog's like the nanny over there. She <laughs> didn't bring a knife to the gunfight. <laughs> so let's hear. Nah, but my windows are open, so you might catch some uh, some chatter from the streets. Hey! You know? What kind of chatter yeah, do you usually yeah, get? Yeah, that's what I've been waiting for. Good chatter. Uh, what you working with? Just like, I can hear like dogs and uh, there's construction going on outside, so like you'll hear cars fucking running over the boards that they put down on the road as they, before Love they finish. So. Sick. You know, just just, just city yeah. shit. Living the life, baby. Hey. Some city shit. Conrad died so that you could let it live. Just remember that. So That's this true. movie, we mentioned 41% from the critics, 80 from the audience. Let's uh, 
See what the the critics had to say. Let's get into the reviews. Ooh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we got this first one, critic review from Cinemaholics. Gave it a C plus. It's a film crammed with good starts to good ideas, only for them to end abruptly or go in directions that don't feel inevitable or thought through to their fullest potential. Accurate. Feel like we just said that. Absolutely. So so far, we're yeah. critics. Critics are sort of that. backing us up here. All right. So are we? We're we're turning into a critic. We've got a. We're in critic territory, baby. We've got Forbes right here. Six out of ten. So that's like a D. It's pretty bad. Uh, the King's Man <laughs> feels like Matthew Vaughn very much wanting to tell a World War I set action spy drama and using the established brand as a commercial justification. Dude, that's literally what you said. That's, that's wild. I will say I write down my thoughts before I pull these critic reviews. So yeah, I'll say that. But so, so far we're still, we're getting, I will also argue this is not a spy drama. There's no spying. The only spy shit that happens is the nannies that peep through the domestic, sorry, the uh, domestics that are in every room. The domestics that we never see. We never see them. They're just men. No, we see them. Like, in the because, in the cuts from oh, country they, to country, they do show it's us like the one guy. Cut. They just show yeah, like, right. "How are we gonna get into the president's Hilarious. room?" And then there's this one guy that they cut to, and he's just like, he puts on the goofiest smile. He's like, and then he drops <laughs> the tape off at the end, Mister President. Uh, a special That's delivery right. of biscuits for you. And then he walks out of the room, and he's just like, he's got that face, like, "Hell yeah, I just fucking saved the world." What's up? Um, Hell yeah. This next one. I wonder if do you think that do you think that he pays them? Dude, I've ha- I have a lot yeah, like where did he them? get his money? Why are all these people wanting to help him? Uh same. I have so many questions. Is then Polly Nanny Watkins in love with him? Like there's a lot of it are all of the domestics what, in love with him. Is he just I'm a man of with, power? I'm in love with Polly Watkins. Are you? Polly Watkins is celebrity crush. Woo! 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 Uh, her name is uh, Gemma, Ar- Gemma Arterton. Arterton, sorry, Gemma. I didn't mean to butcher your last name. Yeah. Gemma Arterton, welcome to being the background. That's actor. creepy. <laughs> that's that's U.S. president creepy right there. Do you remember when you were like 13 and you'd make like models your back? I don't think I ever did that. I think I only had Orlando Magic. Really? Oh, okay. Just me. I had like Jameer Nelson as the background. (laughs) (laughs) Or like a Photoshop picture of JJ Reddick holding the NBA MVP trophy or something. (laughs) This is like two polar op. There's like the two ends of masculinity. In like your preteens, yeah. right there. It's like <laughs> yeah. sports or yeah. Babes. So I was a cool guy. What's up? Super yeah. cool. Me too. Anyways, RogerEven.com says a charismatic cast and occasionally entertaining piece of action choreography keep it from complete te- tedium. But this odd hybrid of war drama and patriarch patriotic action orgy mm. never finds mm. its groove two out of four 
Yeah, I dude, I love the way that these dude. critics spin words sometimes. A patriotic. They, I think orgy is an overused. Oof, that, that's a that's an overused critic word for sure. They love that because it's like oh, it's sexy. It's taboo. Oh, really? They like the word orgy. You know, it gets people into it. It is sexy. Yeah, it's like it. it mm-hmm. Right. It may, it like reading creative. about an orgy. That's, that's like sure. people who are like yeah. The only people that love seeing orgy in a word, like, oh, orgy, are people that have never been in an orgy. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like people who are like, people who are like, oh, what are you on yeah. crack? Or yeah. like, oh, that's so cracked out. Jeez. It's like, dude, you've never done crack in your life. Yeah, right? People who have never done crack before. Yeah, people who have never done crack before, for sure. Yeah, not like not us. Not like us. Not people like us who have been in many... Not like us. Who, I yeah, like to bring crack to my orgies. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah, you need a little bit of both. So you know, it's like an upper really and a downer. You know, like um, the. <laughs> yeah, the crack is you. You know, like mix and match, like I a red bull vodka. You know? <laughs> yeah. There you yeah, go. Yeah, that's my go-to signature drink. Sugar-free yeah. Red Bull, though. I don't like to get too too juicy. <laughs> Yeah, sugar-free Red Bull keeps me going. I don't want to. F- I if I get it's bad for your teeth. I get dehydrated yeah. very quickly. So, that's what my dentist tells me. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's go to the audience reviews. Let's go to the audience reviews. <laughs> do you think that any of audience review? If they do, I yeah. they definitely they they fuck if they do. Um, yeah, be, yeah. <laughs> it was me. We this were, first one, five stars. A reminder. Audience gave this an 80%. So they they were in on it. Not sure how. Like, it feels like maybe, you know, like Moon Knight where he sort of blacks out and then wakes up somewhere else. I wonder if an audience member, as audience members, the people that rated this 80% blacked out in the in-between action sequences. They just kept waking up and there was action. That's, I mean, yeah. Like my dad, my dad, I'm telling you, probably watched this movie and he was like, Jose was great. It was so good. I'm like, really? What happened? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but it looked cool. <laughs> I'm telling we you, my dad probably loved We should get movie. him in. I gotta, I gotta ask him. <laughs> yeah, dude, I would. We should do that one day. Yeah. We should totally It'd have my good. dad come on. Just, the just break down the movie for us, like a movie like this, or like Matrix, The Matrix, because he loves The Matrix. Uh, for what it's worth. Uh, for the audience, for the audience here, my dad fucking loves action movies. Could not care, could not give a fuck about what the movie's about. Like he loves Expendables. He loves shit like that. He just wants to see like beefy dudes holding AKs or knives and just like ripping each other's eyeballs out. Like that's the kind of shit that gets my dad going. It's incredible, and that's probably probably why he wants to see some hard dad. beefy dudes. <laughs> Oiled up, sweaty. He just wants to see <laughs> some has bros. Yeah. Just grinding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just beating each other the up. Better. Hell yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> so this first, this first audience review. Five stars. So be ready. There lived a certain man in Russia long ago. He was big and strong. In his eyes, a flaming glow. Most people looked at him t- with terror and with fear, but to Moscow chicks, he was such a lovely deer. 
He could preach the Bible like a preacher, full of ecstasy and fire, but he also was the kind of teacher women would desire. Five stars. <laughs> what the fuck? Fuck, what the fuck? I hope so. about Rasputin? <laughs> What the fuck? I don't know, but I love that? it. <laughs> Holy shit. All right, shit, let's let's maybe crazy. get to a... Oh, my God. We should play, like, a little yeah. track behind It's like a, a spoken it. word. It is. It is, dude. It's a song called... Res- so, it's a song Bony by Bony M. M called Rasputin. Wow. Released in 1979. Wow, it's mm. apparently it's R and B and yeah. soul. Okay, we'll have yeah, to we listen can't to play that. it, unfortunately. We'll that or we would. <laughs> yeah, people yeah, are definitely you know, coming after us and all, but we don't want Boney coming after us. <laughs> yeah, you know we make a lot of money off this, so. Yeah, I have a lot of nannies lining the outside. I'm about to take off on my plane later from my front yard. Um. There's only one nanny I want. And her name is Polly Watkins. Baby. Next one. <laughs> Three and a half stars. Surprisingly, right, it's fun and thrilling to watch. There are several scenes that explain Kingsman agency origin training method in Kingsman 1. Also, there's a part where it broke your heart. I knew it'll happen. It's mentioned before, but still managed to keep the surprise. Three and a half. <clears throat> What the fuck? I guess maybe Conrad dying. <laughs> I knew I maybe, knew it'll happen. Conrad dying before, was uh, mentioned before, but still managed to keep this event. Yeah. Uh, okay, that was weird, but not not exactly a cogent um, criticism there. Okay, it is it is it is fun. Yeah, yeah. All right, here's another five star. There's a few small, a few. There's a few small plot holes, but what a great fun movie! I loved it. Lots of action tied very well with fiction and history. Best movie I've seen in 2020 through 2022. Five stars. Best movie they've seen in For two, two years, dude. years. Hands down, The King's Man. Wow. Maybe they don't watch a lot. Maybe of movies. only watch Kingsman movies. <laughs> Maybe they don't watch a lot of movies. This is the best movie I've seen since the Kingsman that Golden is crazy. Circle. Yeah, and and the Kingsman before that, hell Few. yeah, just a couple, few small plot holes. Not though. enough to deter this five star. Few rating. small plot holes. Yeah, man. But what a great fun movie. Dude. Yeah, and the action <laughs> tied very stars. well with history and fiction. Did you know that Franz Ferdinand was killed by a guy from The I, Shepherd? Yeah. I did not know that. I didn't, and I didn't know that Rasputin yeah. worked for some and that Scottish he was some kind either. of wizard. Yeah. Also, how bizarre is it that like it's like a Scottish dude is planning a world war just to what, I think so. England? He just is that his whole really plan? fucking hates England. Rightfully so. Fair enough. Okay. I don't blame him for that at all. Yeah. I love when like the bad guy has uh uh 
like their motivation yeah. is something that like i fully agree with <laughs> yeah like in the riddler i'm like hell yeah this guy's he, he was, was right. right he just went the a riddler little too was far. right <laughs> yeah he just went a little bit too far that's fine <laughs> i'm vengeance um all right three and a half right, so i'll balance it out my shoulders were sore after watching this in a good way. <laughs> it's a very um, thrilling and dramatic what? story that provides some deeper context to the Kingsman lineup. Keeps you on the edge of your seat. Does it, though? Because I was pretty leaned <laughs> was back on my seat. <laughs> I was straight chilling. I'm, also, why were was his he shoulders carrying yeah. something while watching this? Why were his shoulders? Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, like his like, his shoulders were like hugging oh, no. to his ears the whole time. His eyes, he's like, he's covering his eyes. He's doing that weird Elon Musk thing, you know, like oh. Elon Musk at the Met Gala, like. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, oh. I don't know what the fuck was that, by the way. I thought you had more in the tank. <laughs> but anyways. Mm-hmm. That was it. No, I didn't have more of the that tag. Was What's like, up with that? That was a bizarre video of Elon Musk walking around. Yeah, they were with on a Glenn date. Close. I was like very. He was also with his mom at one point. Yeah. So. Elon, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> have you guys seen like at the you know the red carpets and then there are the celebrities <laughs> with all the shirts and then they're like doing stuff. What's up with that? <laughs> you know, what? just be a normal person. <laughs> and is that like a weird? <laughs> It's like a Jay Leno meets. Let me hop in my car. <laughs> Have you seen my castle on the side of the cliff? Okay. All right. Sorry. All right. Let's get to the last. Um, one. This last one, five stars. <laughs> Fabulous. An extremely clever script. Wonderful action. Example of the genre. What? The it fuck? does not say for anyone this asking. It I... doesn't say genre. It says genre. <sighs> genera. Genera it says genera. It almost genera. like general. Uh, okay, yeah, this was a very clever script. Um, I will give it credit though because Killing Conrad no, that was did good. not see that coming. Still, so. what's up with that? Yeah, that was good. <laughs> okay, let's get into our rating. Let's get into our our, our rating. real rating. I'll lead us off. So as a reminder, this movie, uh, we, this movie got a 41% from the critics, 80% from the audience. And we try and give our real rating to every movie, zero out of a hundred, a hundred really reserved for, for the, the best movies. You know, you think Endgame, you think Inception, <laughs> you think, uh, Paddington, Paddington 2. Paddington 2, bro. I can't believe I didn't talk about that in what you're watching. I cried. <laughs> I cried like a baby at the end of Paddington 2. So those is definitely one of the greatest movies of all time. So those movies, you know, that, that's 100. And I guess for context, you know, we gave a couple of weeks ago, Crimes of uh, Grindelwald, we gave that movie like in the 40s. I think you gave it in the 30s. 
uh, Moonfall, I think I gave in the 50s, you gave in the 40s. So that's usually around a bad a movie. Yeah, yeah we're, we're kind of tough. Hey, but you're a real one. Tough over here. So <laughs> I think what I would do, I think out of 100, uh, yeah, given this good. movie, 58. Woo! Wow. I was going to give it a 62. Oh, okay. I like that. Wow, yours is you're 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 tough. You're being tougher than me today. I was interesting. Yeah, dude. Fifty eight. I had no idea what was going on for the first thirty minutes. I was like, man, this stuff that they're saying must be really important, and then uh it didn't matter at the end of the day. I just was fucking bored. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was like you know when you're reading a book, and you no, it's just the shittiest book. It's just the shittiest book, and you just zone out, and then you're like, "Man, I just flipped through six pages of and read for oh, yeah. eight hours because I read really slow." It's like, this is the, anyway. <laughs> now I have to go back six pages because I don't remember anything I just read. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's dude. what I felt uh, about this movie. I hate when that happens. You read a fucking whole paragraph, and then you're yeah. like, "Oh shit, what did I just read?" Yeah. You go back up. Yeah. Yeah, I that's a pretty good analogy. Um, but then it's like you turn the page and there's like a picture, and you're like, "Ooh, ooh, yeah, I like that. I like picture. I like this. More of this. I like please. pictures in my books for yeah. sure. That's what the action sequences are in this movie. Because the rest of the time, I'm fucking zoning out for yeah. sure. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'll give it a 62. Like I said, 58, 62. I think that's pretty good. That's I think good. that's pretty good. If you average them out, 60, right? So that's solid. Yeah. That's math, maybe. Um, <clears throat> I don't even know if that's true. It I don't is. even know if that I'll math check is it. correct. I'll check it. Check. Um, but what did you guys think about The King's Man? Also, why was it called that? Yeah, he wasn't a king. Oh, they, they were kings. The people. He, the the king three cousins were kings. The, the three yeah. dudes were kings, and then that's their man. Yo, that's our man. He's their man. He's their man. Because... Yeah, I stupid. I I can't believe I didn't think about that until just now. That was a stupid name for the movie. What did you guys think of the King's Man? <laughs> Let us know on our socials at EARC Pod. Be sure to catch all of our other episodes wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you all for listening, for reaching out to us on the socials. But really, like, thanks for listening. Like, I can't believe I can't believe you guys listen to us talk about fucking movies. <laughs> Hey, you want to come on the show? Pay us a hundred bucks. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I'll take a hundred dollars. I'll take. You know what? I'll take five. Yeah, I'll take five. We'll take five. And guess what? You can donate in our Discord if you like. So follow that. Can link. you really? Yeah. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, we got a donate bot for those that want to. That's awesome. That's crazy. Or you can just Venmo. Yeah, give us some of your money. Yeah. Um, or just listen. That's fine. Honestly, it's just as valuable to us that you guys are checking this out. And when we launch merch, yeah, you buy I am it. currently yeah. designing we merch. merch. Um, I am in the stages of thinking about designing merch. Um, haven't actually designed anything yet. Love that. <laughs> We're, We're thinkers, thinkers here at ERA. We'll see what happens. It's probably going to be on a black shirt because that is all that I wear. Anyways, I'm Jose Garcia Chow. This here is John Wolf, and today we kind of sided with the critics. Right? With the critics on this guy. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the audience. Guys, come on. Get it together. Remember, 
<laughs> I'll get you a bag so you can get, get all your shit, your shit together. And put it together. Uh, but remember, at the end of the day, <laughs> everyone at the end of the day is a real everyone's critic. Everyone's <laughs> a real critic. All right. Hell yeah. Dude, I got an idea for a tea. We'll just sell it straight to your dad, but it'll be like one of those beefy dude teas that has like the six pack on it. And then and then it just it has a tattoo of EARC pod and a heart on the chest. <laughs>